Baseball, baseball, baseball. I will say this about you, baseball. Um, you're good for Brent. There are things that aren't necessarily good for your sport that aren't necessarily good for baseball fans sitting on the edge of their seat, hoping that you work this out, hoping that baseball is to be played. Uh, but it's good for sports talk radio. It's good for writing columns and social media and everybody looking at baseball and say, what's you doing? That's the trade-off when you get into this business. But as somebody that, even with all its faults and all its warts and all that's wrong with it and how easy it would be to just walk away, how easy it would be to say, you know what, I don't care if you're not going to be there, if this is how you're going to do this in a pandemic. Now 45 million people out of work. So we got the new unemployment numbers today. One and a half million people applying for unemployment for the first time. The tensions that are out there, but conversations that are also out there, so that's good. But the conversation about racial strife and the the protests and everything that's happening, the, the backdrop of the country right now, it's like baseball, read the room. Figure it out and do this. Yesterday, that's where we seem to be. Rob Manfred talks to Tony Clark of the Major League Baseball Players Association. They had an agreement that, in Manfred's statement, seemed to indicate, like, this is the basis for an agreement. It's like the agreement before the agreement, right? Not even the verbal agreement. It's like, we've got this. We wrote down what we said in the meeting, and this seems to be the basis of our meeting and the basis of our agreement. Okay. Encouraging news, because they weren't even talking and it appeared that Manfred, based on the embarrassment of what had happened earlier this week, was ready to make a move here. The players, through all of this, have been saying, tell us when, tell us where, we'll be there. Okay. Well, here we are today, and apparently, via Bob Nightingale, who is a terrific Major League Baseball reporter for USA Today, Major League Baseball and the owners are expected to swiftly reject the union's proposal of a 70-game season with full prorated pay, according to two people with direct knowledge of the talks. (sighs) Here we go. They spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity due to the sensitivity of the negotiations. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said Tuesday that he reached the framework with the deal with Union Chief Tony Clark on a 60-game season, providing the players with full prorated play. However, the players rejected MLB's offer on Thursday and came back with a counterproposal for 70 games with $50 million in postseason revenue, along with forgiving $33 million in upfront money players received before May 24th. After receiving the offer, three owners told USA Today Sports they were incensed by the terms, believing the gap may be too deep for the two sides to reach a quick compromise. See, here's the problem with baseball. We don't know who the alpha male is. In the NBA, we clearly know it it is Adam Silver. In the National Football League, despite his faults, we clearly know that it's Roger Goodell. But if it's not Roger Goodell, we know the owners who really run the show. Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys, Robert Kraft, with the New England Patriots, Arthur Blank with the Falcons has some says, a couple of their owners that have kind of risen in prominence in recent years, but we know who the alpha dogs are. Go through the other sports, you can kind of identify the power brokers who make things move. We don't know in baseball. It's not Manfred. 
But who is the Steinbrenner of the current? Who are these owners? Who are these owners that seem to have hold over the 27 other owners and are upset by this deal that the player sent back? As Jeff Passan of ESPN notes, here are the details of it. A 70-game season that would be from July 19th through September 30th, $50 million in playoff bonuses, a 50-50 split of new postseason television revenues in 2021, so not even until next season, forgiveness of salary advance for Tier 1 through 3 players, a universal DH, not only this year but next year, by the way, and a mutual waiver of grievance. The Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark put out a statement about a half hour ago that said, quote, in my discussions with Rob in Arizona, we explored a potential pro rata framework. But I made clear repeatedly in that meeting and after it that there are a number of what's that? And that's the scenario everybody seems to agree. Let's avoid that as best we can. But again, here we have these players and owners collectively bargaining before our very eyes. Guys, read the room, read the world, read what is happening around you and how not just what everyday Americans are doing right now and making sacrifices, worrying about paying rent and worrying about health and safety and going back to work if they can go back to work when their kids go back to school, a summer that's just devoid of anything because everything's been canceled. Like People are not in a good frame of mind right now, by and large. I think there's a lot of people out there that are getting through this as best as they can and never doubt the human spirit, but read the room, guys. And you're, you're haggling, you're incensed over a proposal that I just read you that seems pretty reasonable to me. I mean, these guys are out of touch as it is, but can you be more tone deaf as a billionaire owner, as a millionaire player at this point? See, the players painting themselves into a corner here by this whole tell us when, tell us where thing. Now you're t- saying tell us where, tell us when, but it's got to be this many games. No! You can't do that. You can't take this whole stance. Well, that's on them. We're we're saying, tell us when to show up. But just for 60 games, oh, no, we can't do that. Sorry. And you could point to Tony Clark as the bad guy there. But as our friend Jared Diamond pointed out earlier this week, and this is why it's frustrating if you're somebody like me that wants to see baseball come back, but when everybody's yapping like this or we're getting anonymous owners talking to reporters and we got statements coming out that's contradicting what others that's that's when things are not good. Things happen when everybody shuts up. And that's what happened after Manfred went on ESPN, there was a dull time there, nobody was talking, nothing was happening and then all of a sudden, hey, they met. They went nobody knew Manfred and Clark were even meeting. And we got little subtle blips and a couple of statements and it's like, okay, they're hashing this out. It's just dot and I's and cross and T's. When we're getting conflicting statements and all sorts of things leaking and digital finger pointing, essentially, that's when that's that's when I hit this because that's not good. But this daily back and forth, and it goes back to something I said, not only on the show previously, but what I said a few minutes ago. They don't seem to understand how many people don't care. The ones that still do just want to grab you by the lapels and say, get it together or you're going to lose us. And we're the last stand. We're the last people that care. Your sport is going to fade 
from existence and relevancy. And that's what you don't want. Right now, you still have people that are passionate about your sport playing. What you don't want is those people moving into the passive category, in the I'm moving on, I don't care if you play or not category. There's a lot of people that have had baseball in their DNA for so long that even their patience is wearing thin here when they just see this back and forth. Their patience wears thin when they see this back and forth prior to, let's say, March of this year when the world changed. Now, during a pandemic, during an economic situation we're in, during a tense presidential race, during a a, a situation in this country where we're reexamining police, Black Lives Matter, everything, right? There's the whole backdrop of where we sit right now, and this is what baseball is going to do. Yesterday I was hopeful. Today I'm back in that mind frame of you're making this too easy for us to move on from you. Again, it's good for Brent. It's good for sports talk radio, conflict and back and forth and statements and people like that, right? But it's not good if you want baseball. At least right now it appears that way. How close are they? Yesterday it it felt like we were going to play baseball. Today, if I had to make a prediction, and I'll tell you, Brandon Steiner's a guy that's very well connected, knows people in the sport, and can give us some perspective on this at 5 o'clock. Hopefully he'll talk me into it. But my opinion on this really does change, like minute by minute now. So we'll keep you updated if anything else comes out here. But if we're at that blame game, point fingers, statements, anonymous owners leaking things, we're tilting back towards what they're not going to play now. I really felt like Manfred, his statement on ESPN, that was like rock bottom, and that got everybody the opportunity to vent, say what they had to say, like, okay, take a deep breath, let's work this out. Doesn't feel like we're there today. But, like I said, this changes minute by minute. So maybe by the end of the show, we'll be playing baseball. I don't know. In collaboration with Steiner Sports, Syracuse University Athletics is going to be selling pieces of the Carrier Dome roof. We're actually going to be giving away one of these on this radio show. We'll give you details about that coming up. And the, the man that makes it all happen, somebody that is passionate about Syracuse, comes up to the Falk School of Sports Management often and is a name you know in the sports collectible world, frankly, the name to know in the sports collectible world. Ladies and gentlemen, a pleasure to welcome on the block ESPN Radio, Brandon Steiner with us here. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm keep. I'm hoping my luck is going to continue on with maybe some baseball popping over the weekend we and maybe so. get that going. Now, but by the way, but one quick thing: I'm not sure. with Steiner Sports anymore, which is hard to imagine that Steiner is not with Steiner Sports. But I left a year ago, and our new company is Collectible Exchange and the oh, Steiner that's, Agency. There you go. No, not a problem. Thanks Everybody for clarifying that. Yeah. Well, 32 years, it was a great company, but this new company is almost like a version of eBay, where people can buy and sell. And that's where all the products of the Dome lie, and we're adding more products on each week. Because we know how important the Dome is. It's, it's, the, it's the greatest roof in America. It absolutely so is. And yeah. now, now we can yeah. own a piece of it. And, and that's a credit to you, Brandon, because I just associate that name with collectibles one way or the well, other. And it's it's amazing it. to think about what you have built over the years. And I, I, that's where I wanted to start, actually, is just, yeah. boy, this this life that you've lived and the business that you built and, and becoming synonymous with collectibles and sports collectibles, uh, boy, 
Well, tell, take us to through that journey and how you've arrived to where you are today in that world. Well, it's been fun. I think first the most important thing is just listening to the fans, but it started for me really in a lot of ways up at Syracuse. You know, it's a great experience. I love, there's nothing like the Syracuse fan, passionate. And the school gave me this great break uh, just to get me into school. I mean, I went to a pass-fail high school, no money. 760 on my boards combined. I mean, and, you know, I took a poor kid from Brooklyn and let me come up there. And I ended up living with a football player. For those of you who are a little older, you remember when Joe Morris was there, which was the sure. first couple of years in the Dome. My roommate was the fullback Mandeville. You remember Monk, the three M's. So, you know, living with a football player, learning a little bit about what it's like, you know, what the athletic life is like. And I was a big sports fan. That's kind of where it all started for me on the sports. And there were no sports there was no sports business back then, so to speak. So that's kind of how it got started. And Joe Morris, I was visiting visiting him at Super Bowl Twenty One, and he had a stack of messages in his hotel room. And I'm like, "Who is this? Johnny Carson, David Letterman, you know, NBC News?" I'm like, "Dude, who's calling these people back?" He goes, nah, "I can't be bothered with that. I got I got to focus on the game." I said, "Let me do it. Maybe I can make some money off this." Just like we're in the hotel, I'm like, "Yo, I mean, really? Let me handle this." And, that kind of, and he was like one of my first clients. And then, you know, I started rolling with some other players. And it's been an incredible run. I mean, you know, I bleed orange. So, you know, I love, I mean, I don't want Coach Beham's head to get too big. But there's nobody like that coach. And, you know, that's my that's my joy. I watch Syracuse basketball. And I've had some opportunities to do some stuff with the coach. He's, he's just been amazing. Well, I love Syracuse sports, lacrosse, and everything else. But I'll tell you another thing, a little heads up. I know it's, I'm hoping sports comes back, but do you realize how good our women's basketball team is going to be? Oh, they're going to be off the hook. Loaded. Oh, it's incredible wait. to see the recruiting that Coach Q has been doing. and uh, That's the thing. We want sports to come back, not only because we miss it and you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing in the situation yep. we're in, but there's a lot of good yeah. teams ready to go. I think if oh, football yeah. is ready for a bounce back, you mentioned Jim Beheim's yeah. team's always exciting, but man, Coach Q's team. And I'll tell you what, you mentioned lacrosse. I think both of those teams. Would have yep. been right in the conversation for a national championship There's this no year. Question. It will be next year. And you, Brandon, you you mentioned your passion for Syracuse and your roots to it. And now it's come full circle because you get to come and teach and speak at the David Fox School of Sports Management. Now that it's come full circle, what what are the main lessons you like to get across to to sports management students and those that want to get out on the business side of sports? Well, I think the most important thing really is to, to understand that, you know, when you're up at a place like Syracuse, it's almost like a professional sports environment. You can learn right in your backyard. You don't have to wait till you graduate. You know, it's tremendous. You have a guy like John Wadhack leading the way who's a, you know, this is a top executive who is very much in the middle of building an ESPN. So any way you can get involved in athletics, whether it be the ticket office or any of the assistant ADs, who are pretty talented in their own right, I mean, don't have to go far. You know, just get involved right where you are. And that's the beautiful thing about Syracuse. I mean, I think our Fox School, I was on the original board that Dealey put together and the chair of that board. So just the board of directors, I mean, that, that are on uh, the, the Fox School is amazing. So I'm a big fan. I like to come up there. To, I still love Syracuse. There's nobody like the Syracuse fan. So go to the Dome and go into that, putting this pedal to the metal like you did with this one. So there's a bunch of things that have to happen. You got to get this stuff licensed. Make sure it gets approved by you know the CLC guys, which handle all the licensing for Syracuse. And I think we're going through a very serious period of time right now uh, with Syracuse with their branding. They really want to tighten it up and upgrade it. And make sure that the stuff that we are doing is going to be first class and done well. So I really try to put my mindset on this stuff and make it really look and feel good. 
I think the next level of products that I come up with, and we have a bunch of products even we're thinking for Christmas, that's, that's outrageous. Some of the things we're thinking about, like these little mini domes that actually have the real dome on top of it that you can put on your desk, stuff like that. So we're trying to do stuff that's you know that's you know makes people proud about being a Syracuse uh, fan, and also also helps engage uh, you know opportunities to fundraise and make money for the athletic department. So the process isn't easy, but I have been doing it for a while. I mean, I've had relationships with Notre Dame, Alabama, Boston, Wrigley, Dodgers. I've been all over the country. But uh, you know, when it comes to family, it comes to my heart. I'm, I'm bleeding orange, so I'm always going to put in. I told my wife, it's like, this is going to be a, I got to think, I got to make sure I do my best work here. So, and I, I love it. I, I mean, I have all my friends up there, a lot of my friends that are former players and former alum that, you know, you want to put out some fun products so we can have some fun with it. And I have every intention of doing that over the next few months. Is it bittersweet in a way? Because you mentioned it, be, you remember the early days of the Dome and when it was built and it's just this iconic building. And yeah, it's still going to be the, the Dome, but to, it's going to look different. But at the same time, it's it's a, they're modernizing it and making it a better fan yeah. experience and, and kind of you know going into the next generation here. But it is kind of bittersweet in a way. I was driving the other day. The first time I was coming in 690 from the west of the city when you can really see that bubble pop up there. And I, I, it wasn't a bubble. It was the roller coaster structure. And I was like, oh, man, this I'm still getting used to that because that image yeah. was just it will be burned in our brains forever. But, you know, it's bittersweet in a way. But at the same time, it's uh, it's going to be a better experience with what they're doing up there. I remember when we did it with Yankee Stadium, and boy, that was we, we were crying. I mean, and I spent a lot of time at Yankee Stadium taking that building down into many, many pieces. Because sometimes, I mean, when you look back on it, and I'm, I'm in favor of this, and I'm, I'm a real fan of what they're about to do, because the fan experience definitely needs to be upgraded, and it's, it's about time. But there is something about the old school, simplistic, going to the dome and, you know, just the, just all the stuff that the dome creates, you know, you can't go in the door without the other door closing and all those little idiosyncrasies. But um, I think, you know, in September early when it's really hot out and you're at a football game, I think we're going to be a lot happier, maybe. <laughs> um, so Absolutely. I'm going to be always twisted. I miss the old Yankee Stadium. I'm going to miss that dome, and which is why I really wanted to, you know, you know, some people say, well, that's just a roof. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a building that was meaningful. You know, especially to people that went to school there, people that live in Syracuse. That's like our capital. That's like, that's our, you know, that's where we all congregate. Some, you know, we kick Duke's butt. We whip Georgetown as often as we could. You know, it's like that. There are moments, rock and roll concerts. Like that's the place where you know, so many joyful moments. You have to remove that dome with respect, and people should be able to have a piece of it to remember. I'm a big collectible guy, so. I know when I wanted it, as soon as we started working on the product, I'm like, I want one of those. I want one of those. I know I'm on track. Because I, <laughs> I have a lot of collectibles. Yeah. But I'm like, as soon as I know I want it, what we're creating, that's a very dangerous. That's something special. Now, I was just going to say, yeah. I, know, I know you love all your children equally, but if is there one collectible you have that is, is still the, the, the one that means the most to you? I think one of the, my favorite things is I was in the office with Mariano. I said, Lucy, you know, my signage is on the night in the ninth inning when you're pitching the last game at the old Yankee Stadium. So when you win or save that game, I need you to step backwards. So you'll be right in front of my sign. So can you please step backwards <laughs> for a minute and then go forward? He looks like, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. But he definitely did that. So 
I have his cleats from the last game ever at Yankee Stadium, the last pitch ever. And then a great picture of him right in the middle of my side. How great is and that? Then I'm, and, then I'm, and then I'm sitting in the first row there with Johnny Flynn, by the way. With I remember Johnny I took Johnny Flynn. Flynn. I took Johnny Flynn to the last game at Yankee Stadium. That's my that? boy, Johnny. Um, I think it you know, was the end of his run there, but I took him to the game anyway. And, um, you know, just a, that was one of my favorite things. And then my second favorite thing is, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy, but um, I have this glove that, Mar- that uh, Mariano Rivera made out of a cardboard box because I went to his house to do my TV show, and he didn't have any collectibles to show, which really pissed me off <laughs> with three cameras. So we cut the box with a knife out of a cardboard box. He says, this is the glove that I played with as a kid, right on camera. Wow. You can see it on YouTube. And it really was humbling. It was really humbling when you see the way he took a knife and cut it like you knew what he knew what he was doing. He says, Brandon, this is why I have such soft hands, because I use the box as my glove most of my childhood. I'm like, wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I love that. I keep that right, on my, uh, right in my sports room, and I've signed it for me, but... Um, I've got a lot of things. I've got a lot of issues. You know, at some point, I'll have to go do maybe a little tour in my man cave of my, my sports cave oh, before yeah. I break it down well, and uh, sell it. But we'd, be, we'd be happy to do that for you, Brandon. I'll grab a camera, and uh, you and I yeah. will walk around, and uh, boy, I'm, I, we could get a few TV shows, a few videos out of that. That would be, I got the uh, miniature be an amazing Jim experience. court going on in my house, and I have a indoor court with Jim Beheim, the whole look to the Syracuse court. I'm, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> I yeah, I got it. a lot of Syracuse issues, but I love Cuse and love going up there whenever I can. And uh, hopefully I'll be up there a bunch this year to watch some basketball. Love women going to the Final Four. That's right, Q, if you're listening, I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, brother. <laughs> hey, you better you better get that team going. Good problem I can't to have. wait. Good problem to have with all those recruits, as you brought up. Now, one more thing before we let you go. Yeah. Go back to the Yankees for a second, Brandon. Uh, you're waxing poetic there about the past. What about 2020? Give me the scoop here. Are we going to play baseball or what? Well, it seems like this changes so. by the this hour. Gets, this is going to get resolved over the weekend. There's too much money at stake. I know that I've, I've worked with a bunch of Yankees. They're down in Tampa working hard. They still, they're dead set on winning a World Series. I'm pretty confident that they're going to figure this out. And, uh, we'll have basically 70, 75 games. I'm hoping at least 70, but I predicted 75 two weeks ago. Now I'm like, oh, I hope we can get that in there. But, you know, listen, money's tight. Without the fans there, a lot of teams count on that money. But I think we'll see baseball. I think we're going to see baseball somewhere between the 10th and the 15th in a 75-game series. I've been saying it on my Facebook and LinkedIn all along for the last month. This is the plan. This is the thought. I know they didn't want to play a full 80, 80-plus game season. So, um, you know, it's been crazy, just on a small note. How many people have gone home and cleaned out their basements and cleaned out their closets? My collectible exchange, where they just started, I have over 60,000 items on there. Wow. Because people, like, I come home, my wife's like, get your closet cleaned out, right. go down to the basement, go to the garage. finding old baseball cards and all kinds of crazy <laughs> it's stuff. unbelievable. Yeah. So my business that I just started, you know, this new company, has never had more product on it, and I'm booming. I, I've had to, like, work seven days a week here. It's crazy. That's, that's, that, that's, oh, that's great to hear, and, and 
I was saying this the other day, Brandon. While we're while we're cleaning out the dome, I wonder what else Pete Sal is going to find. Right? Maybe there's some other I'm things happy. we can I'm we happy. can sell and get out there and let people uh, experience. But in the meantime, I want to sell the last year at the dome, the basketballs that we use, the nets. You know, the last year at the dome stuff. I'm hoping to be able to convince them to be able to do some kind of auction, raise some more money oh, we, with all yeah. the laughs of the of the dome. All kinds and of stuff. We'll get that stuff. Yeah. So, somebody cool. even suggested it, and you know they'd buy it. It, it eventually when they renovate the bathrooms. People are going to want the troughs from the bathroom. There's no question. I mean, if somebody that was the would one buy thing it. At Yankee Stadium, I couldn't sell. The Yankees wouldn't let me sell those urinals. <laughs> I was bummed out because all the Red Sox fans wanted to buy them, and <laughs> we ended up not selling them. Yeah, that's it's true. Great. Seventy five hundred a pop. I had to turn down. Oh, that was painful. Oh, man. I was I was going to say that's a pisser, but it's just it's such a bummer, man. That's that's a yeah. That's it right there, my friend. Well, we are looking. Hey, for, hey, make sure we give away. Make sure we give away a piece of dough. We're going to do it. All right, gonna, cool. Now, we're going to do it. We're going to make people earn it a little bit. We're going to do it on Monday's right. show, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We really appreciate you being willing to do that. And, boy, what a, a great, unique item for Syracuse fans to get. Collectible Exchange is the site, a Brandon Steiner company. Go there, and you can find uh, the piece of the Carrier Dome roof. What a, a great item for a Syracuse fan. Brandon, it was great to have you today. We'll definitely do this again soon. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll definitely uh, catch up down the road, my friend. All right, love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Go Cuse. Thanks, Brandon. We appreciate it. That's Brandon Steiner. Uh, you remember him from Steiner Sports, but now with Collectible Exchange, which is selling the Carrier Dome roof. And you heard Brandon say it there. I brought it up earlier in the show, but if you're just joining us, we have one of these to give away. Now, we're not doing it right now, but we are going to do this on Monday. So make sure you are listening to this show Monday if you want to win piece of the carrier dome roof that collectible exchange is selling but we are going to give you the opportunity to win one of these on the show on monday i don't want to give anything away i want you guys to listen on monday we'll tell you how you can do it it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to make you earn this this is a great prize this is a unique prize selling anywhere from 50 to 400 dollars 